The Chicago White Sox had an off day on Monday. They are 25 and 27, still chasing the Cleveland Guardians and Minnesota Twins in the AL Central. Uh, Tuesday night, the White Sox kick off a six-game homestand, uh, three with the Dodgers and three with the Rangers. Lots of hope for these guys at the big league level that they can get something going. Uh, but there's a lot of hope uh, for the guys in the White Sox minor league system. We are going to be down on the farm today. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. Uh, We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, Just search Locked On White Sox. Uh, Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan, recording this podcast uh, just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTB. I really appreciate you letting me steal some of your time to talk White Sox. Uh, Locked on White Sox is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. Uh, with the White Sox having an off day, I wanted to get some perspective on what's going on in the minor leagues. Uh, very excited to be joined by White Sox minor leagues expert and baseball writer for White Sox Daily, uh, Dan Victor. Thank you so much, buddy, for joining the program. Thanks, Nick. Happy to be here. Always like to talk about our guys down on the farm. Yeah, uh, you're the guy. Not where our big league club uh, needed to be at all uh, early June. We were we had bigger expectations for this team. They're 25 and 27 third place in the central. There's been some hope from guys that we didn't expect uh, production from guys like Danny Mendick, uh, guys like Jake Berger, Uh, just, I guess, briefly before we get into the farm system, uh, your thoughts so far on this White Sox team. A lot of the play that I've seen has been pretty lifeless. They don't seem to have any fire. Um, You know, they had that nice winning streak. It seems like ages ago now, um, where they won six in a row, I believe. And uh, it looked like they were going to start turning things around. But, you know, they won six in a row largely with no offense. Um, it was a lot of good pitching performances without a lot of firepower. And there was one thing that I think 99% of us thought was that this White Sox team was built to score a lot of runs. And we definitely have not seen that so far. Yeah, the old adage, uh, ball goes far, team goes far. We thought we were going to get a a ton of home runs from Robert. And uh, Aloy obviously has been hurt. Uh, Abreu hasn't been, you know, the the, the typical Abreu we'd like, although it's still kind of early. Nothing from Grandal. Mancada has been you know, in and out of the lineup and has really, it hasn't been giving us much. So when we look at a series like the Sox just had this Tampa series where they won two of three and guys like Jake Berger and Danny Mendick stepped up, it's been awesome to see. The Jake Berger story is such a wonderful feel-good story. I know you followed him for a while, I'm sure. Uh, Thoughts on what Jake Berger is doing right now and can this be 
sustained at the big league level. I think that um, I think uh, I think it was Hostetler that said it best when he said that uh, he felt like Jake Berger could fall out of bed and hit. And I I really think that is the case with Mr. Berger. Um, I think we're just we're seeing the expected Jake Berger. We're just seeing it later because of the way he, his uh, development was derailed by the injuries. And it couldn't happen to a, a nicer kid, uh, somebody you would cheer more for, you know, than, than Jake Berger. So th- this is fantastic to see, and I hope it continues. You know, we we want to see more Jake Berger now, right? It's like whenever there has been a hot bat, it's like, how do you get that hot bat in the lineup? And it was Andrew Vaughn for a while, and now – Finally, he's he's finding that place in the top of the lineup. Um, how do you keep Jake Berger in the lineup? Is there a, an opportunity? Do you think he can play second base? I think uh, him playing second base would be pretty optimistic. Uh, I'm not saying that he's not capable of playing second base, but, I mean, if you have a, a team that you think is a World Series contender, do you really want to experiment with a guy at second base that hasn't played it consistently? I don't think this is the the uh, most opportune time to to try something like that. Yeah, that, that is a wonderful point. And you see that, though, with uh, several guys this 2022 season, uh, the way Sheets has been used and Vaughn has been used. And um, without these injuries, I just don't think you would get to see what Jake Berger can be, which would be unfortunate. And I'm wondering, you know, when Mankata gets fully healthy, Anderson's back, um, maybe Danny Mendick moves to second. Do you, can you see Danny Mendick being a full-time second baseman for the White Sox? I'm not sure. I I think of Danny Mendick more as a utility infielder, backup shortstop than a full-time full-time starter on a team that you expect to compete for a world series um i mean every world series contender has some spot of weakness but um i don't know i I really can't envision him as the full-time starter at second base yeah he's been making the most of his opportunities um he's been giving us something offensively as of late which you know, has been more than what Harrison or Garcia has been doing. And I think uh, Sox fans, you know, it's like, this isn't the guy we thought we were going to get production from, but he's the guy we are getting production from. So let, let's keep him in the lineup. And he was uh, leading off the other day. Uh, the, the Jake Berger stuff is just great. And, you know, I, I like the way he plays third base too. He's got a cannon for an arm. Uh, you know, I, it, it's an interesting situation. What, what's going to happen? Uh, you know, a lot of people talk about maybe Berger third and Mankata second. Uh, what does it do to a guy like Mankata and your, you know, what, what you've seen over the years to go from Mankata was second base, then he was third. Can you, do you bring him back to second base? Is that a possibility? Well, when they moved him over to third, I didn't really think that that was the greatest plan in the world because I thought that it was going to be tough for him to transition to third and, you know, concentrate on learning a new position at the big league level and also hitting while he was trying to uh, make the adjustment to the other side of the diamond. And, uh, you know, he came through with flying colors that first year. He looked fantastic. Um, Now he's not hitting and, you know, it's unfortunate but I don't know that they want to move him to second base. Uh, 
he's been a pretty good defender, uh, you know, at third. Yeah, he really has been a, a, a great defender. I'm surprised he wasn't uh, seriously involved in the gold glove conversation last year. Um, it, it's just a matter of how do you keep Berger's bat uh, around? Uh, a guy that we've seen some production from, uh, Davis Martin, he, he started a couple games recently, uh, pitched, uh, you know, over a little over 10 innings and in two starts. Uh, around five earned runs. Uh, I've been pleasantly surprised in what I've seen. Uh, is he a guy that you think is going to get the consistent call when the Sox need a spot start? I can see him getting the call and, and shuttling back and forth, kind of uh, filling the Jimmy Lambert role that he has done in the past. And before that, you know, Ronaldo Lopez had that kind of a back and forth to Charlotte um, thing going on. Um, Davis Martin was a very highly thought of uh, draftee in his draft class. And, you know, the Sox were said to have gotten a really good deal where they got him. Um, and then his first two years in the minors, he was kind of a Jekyll and Hyde. He was either really, really good or really, really bad. There was no in between with him. Um, when he was feeling it, um, he, it's all about confidence with him. When he was feeling it, his velo was better. Um, and he would get, first pitch strikes and he would stay ahead of hitters and he would, he could dominate the game when he was behind in the count. He was, you know, taking a little bit off trying to get that, get me over strike. And he was getting tattooed. If you go and look at his box scores from his, uh, you know, look at his game logs from uh, the year, his draft year and his first year at Winston Salem. And you won't see a lot of, uh, you know, six innings, four runs, you'll see two innings, seven runs. And then you'll see, you know, six innings, one run. It, it's, it was one or the other. He was very uh, bipolar as far as pitching lines were concerned. Yeah, he had uh, his most recent start, gave up four, I believe, in the first and then settled down. Um, he's been a pleasant surprise. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing a little bit more of uh, Davis Martin. Uh, I want to talk to you about uh, a few guys that maybe the White Sox should be taking a closer look at. Uh, we're going to get uh, to that more in a moment. Uh, hey, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Uh, with the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Uh, why endure pointless uh, or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer? Choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Uh, you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Uh, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Uh, go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us uh, box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com hey we have an important favor to ask you uh, we've put together a survey so we can learn more about listeners like you and make your favorite locked on podcasts even better uh, this is your opportunity to tell us what you like and don't like about Lockdown Podcasts, go to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey right now to get started. It won't take very long, and everyone that completes a survey can qualify for a chance to win one of 10 $100 Ticketmaster gift cards. Uh, to take our audience survey, go to LockdownPodcast.com slash survey. Really appreciate your help uh, with that. 
so Dan, um, there's so many different names that uh, Sox fans have thrown around, uh, especially when this team was struggling. Um, you know, who can be brought up maybe to give some life uh, to this team? And one of the names uh, I've heard so much about is Yolbert Sanchez. Uh, is that a guy that the Sox that we could maybe see at the big league level uh, this season? Um, I think that's definitely in the cards for him to get a shot this year. Um, you know, he's 25 years old. They spent a fair amount of money on him as an international free agent. It was over over $2 million. Um, so they had high hopes for him when they got him. But, uh, you know, with him, I don't think there's a ton of upside. He's a good defender. And he has good bat-to-ball skills. He doesn't strike out very often. Uh, but he's playing in Charlotte. Charlotte is a very good hitter's environment. He's got one home run in his time at Charlotte. I don't think he's going to um, put up a lot of offense. He's going to make contact. He might work some good at-bats, which is something that you know we'd like to see this team do more of. Um, you know, work pitchers in the deeper counts, put some stress on them. And But, uh, you know, he's not going to be the kind of guy who's going to light up the scoreboard um, and, you know, he's not going to make the scoreboard explode very often. Yeah. And, and that's what fans, I think, are really they're looking for. They're looking for a power hitting second baseman, something that maybe they were hoping the front office was going to go after in the offseason. Second base was never really uh, addressed. And here we are uh, with this uh, carousel of, you know, Harrison or, or Garcia. Maybe now it's Mendick for a little bit. Um, what about guys like Sosa or Romy Gonzalez? Do you see them uh, coming up to the big league club at all this year? I really was hoping that Romy would break uh, camp with the team. You know, he got down to Charlotte and um, he struggled a bit and he was dealing with a nagging injury. Um, I don't think we've seen the best that he has to offer this year um, stat wise, but uh, talk about a kid. This kid has a work ethic like there is no other his body is shredded. He is the workout fanatic. Um, he keeps keeps his uh, nose to the grindstone and works just nonstop hard. Very, very athletic kid. He played every single defensive position except for uh, pitcher and catcher in the minors. And he played them all well. You know, he can play shortstop. He can play center field. He's just – he's a tremendous athlete. He's got some swing and miss, but he also has massive raw power. Um I'd like to see him get another shot at some point in time. And, and a guy like Sosa, uh, could we see him maybe get a chance? Sosa is having a huge breakout year at Birmingham. Uh, he's already got his career high for home runs in the season with 11. He's He tied that. That was also last year when he uh, when he had previously said it. Um, he's hitting 342. He has not had any cold streak whatsoever. And I had talked to his uh, manager at uh, AA, Justin Jershley, who is a great managerial candidate, might I add. I believe he's the youngest manager in the minor leagues. Um, he's hardly older than some of his players. But uh, he was telling me that um, Lenin is not – he's made some dramatic strides with his uh, plate approach. You know, before, Lenin always had good bat-to-ball skills, but he liked to swing. He, uh, he likes to swing the bat, and, you know, he would find himself in unfavorable um, – hitters counts and you know he would take a pitcher's pitch and he would make contact with it but you know it wasn't something that he could do anything with now um he's getting he's getting ahead in the count getting ahead of the pitcher forcing them to come to him and he's looking for that cookie that he can drive and it's it's really uh 
it's paid dividends. He's also not missing in the zone when he's swinging and he's swinging in the zone, he's making contact. So he's made great strides and he looks fantastic. That has been something that I think a lot of folks have pointed out with some of our hitters at the big league level is, you know, missing on, on middle, middle pitches, missing on pitches that are in the zone that they should be driving and it's just not happening. So that, that is great to hear. Um, Mike Rodolfo, a lot of folks uh, high on this guy to to maybe break camp, especially when some injuries were happening here and there. Why haven't we seen Mike Rodolfo in a White Sox uniform, you know, in the, in the big league level? And, and is it a possibility this this season? I'd like to think it's a possibility. Um, Mike is completely chiseled. The kid is jacked. Another one, you know, a, a workout fanatic, takes very good care of his body. Um, he has an 80 grade throwing arm from right field. I've seen him, you know, from the right field corner put a laser on a one hop or even on the fly to third base. Um, and he has incredible, massive raw power. I saw him drive a ball 480 feet in Charlotte last year um, toward the end of the season. And it's pretty routine for him to hit tape measure shots. Um, the caveat with him has always been the injuries have affected his development. You know, he was a, 16 year old high profile international free agent signing. He was their first, I believe he was the Sox first uh, million dollar international free agent signing. Um, he dealt with a lot of injuries um, early on. And because of all those injuries, you know, he missed a lot of repetitions and didn't always get to see, you know, the breaking balls that, and that's usually the, the last thing that these hitters learn is, you know, they can, everybody can hit a fastball in the minor leagues. Um, it's a question of, you know, recognizing spin and being able to lay off the ones that you can't can't do damage to and, you know, um, wait for the one that you can hunt and destroy. And with Miker, you know, all of that those injuries have played a toll in him getting the reps needed to to get as good as he can be. But um, at his best, he's really he's really fun to watch because the way he can drive a ball 500 feet. I'd like to see him get a shot for sure. Yeah. Um, in a moment, I want to talk to you about just what maybe the White Sox do at the trade deadline. What players, if any, could be on the move from you know, the current roster, or maybe the farm system. Uh, more on that in a moment. Uh, don't you love a chewy, chocolatey brownie? Uh, what about a caramel brownie with caramel swirled on top? What if I told you that you can have all that chewy, chocolatey deliciousness plus uh, 17 grams of protein? Uh, you're in luck because caramel brownie bars are available at Built.com right now. And you got to act fast because they are a fan favorite. Uh, forget about dessert. These are better than dessert. Uh, 130 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 4 grams of sugar. I would replace a regular brownie with Built's caramel brownie in a heartbeat. Uh, the best part, caramel brownie bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, with Built, you don't have to sacrifice tasty for healthy. You can have both. And all of Built's bars are made from collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Uh, with Built, tasty is the new healthy. Uh, go to Built.com to get your box of caramel brownie bars now uh, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Uh, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. 
so Dan, um, you know, we're hoping that the Sox are in contention. We're hoping that uh, they not only overtake the twins, uh, but, you know, they start, you know, they start getting maybe winning eight out of 10, you know, maybe 11 out of 13, if that's possible. Uh, there's some consistency guys start hitting their potential and it's about uh, we're buyers at the trade deadline. Um, what kind of, what kind of players, uh, what kind of assets do the White Sox have? Who do you think uh, they could dangle to other teams uh, to get a return? I think that the biggest assets we currently have on the farm um, would probably be uh, Lenin Sosa, uh, Jose Rodriguez, Colson Montgomery, Sean Burke. I think that would be your uh, your big four of assets. I'm, we hear fans all the time saying, well, why don't we – for years it was, why don't we just send Zach Collins somewhere? Well, someone has to covet the other guy. You know, you can't just say he was a first-round pick, therefore he is worth something. Um you know, so, uh, but I think Sean Burke, uh, Lenny and Sosa, Popeye Rodriguez, and Colson Montgomery have all, you know, played extremely well and uh, have definitely shown that they have trade value. Just your opinion. Do you think any of those guys do get moved? Uh, like you were saying, you know, we're, we'd have to make a lot of assumptions on, on what the team is going to be looking like record wise at the trade deadline. Um, I'm such a minor league fanatic and I get used to our guys and seeing our guys. I want to see them develop and play for our team. Um, so it's hard for me to say that, uh, you know, I'd like to see somebody get moved, but uh, you know, as with everything, uh, if the price is right, I'm certainly down for, for a trade to see, uh, you know, to see a world series flag, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. That is a, that's a great answer. Um, you know, it, it, we, we so flippantly sometimes say just like trade this guy, trade that guy, remove this guy, you know, you, you want to also be able to, you know, build up this homegrown talent and, and bring them to the major league level. However, if some of these guys can bring back a world series banner, what do you do? And uh, I, I think time will tell as the summer rolls on, uh, a guy like Gavin Sheets, uh, you know, he he's kind of a, you know, you love him, you hate him. I hate to say the word hate, but there's a lot of anger, I think, from Sox fans because, you know, he's not mashing. Uh, he's, he's this lefty guy that can be a power hitter. We saw uh, glimpses of it last season, and there's a lot of frustration with him. Uh, he seems to be sometimes a man without a, a position, a little bit of right field, DH, uh, first base. Uh, what do you make of Gavin Sheets? Is is he a guy that maybe could be, you know, shipped off from the major league level if there was an interest? I certainly, um, I think he has worth. Um, I was a big fan of his when he came through the system. He's a very strong kid. And for being as big as he is, he has a, a excellent plate approach. He, um, he takes pitches. He looks for something he could drive. He doesn't um, chase often. Um, and when he came into the, uh, the system, you know, he was more focused on making good contact. And then eventually, uh, as he got through the higher levels, then he started driving the ball with more authority. Um, he's got a frame built for power and his dad was a power hitter. Um, but I think he's been, you know, somewhat miscast as a right fielder. That's not always conducive to uh, success. You know, these guys, 
hitting a baseball is very hard. Um, it's probably the hardest thing to do in, in professional sports, you know, making the like round ball, round bat, you know, 90 miles an hour with movement, uh, and, you know, at a hundred miles an hour from guys like Aroldis Chapman. And, you know, now you're going to ask this guy to do this on a nightly basis, but he's also going to be moved to a position that he's less familiar with. Yeah, de- definitely. Uh, it's, it's more complicated than we make it out to be uh, for sure. Um, again, time will kind of tell on, on where that guy uh, ends up by the end of the season. I mean, with guys getting healthy and, and you know, guys staying hot like Berger, he just might not be getting the, the at-bats. We can't afford it uh, anymore if he's not able to produce. Uh, last question for you, Dan. Uh, come September, uh, who will be the starting second baseman for our Chicago White Sox? I would like to see uh, Lenny and Sosa get a shot. Um, I think of him more as a shortstop, but we have, you know, Tim Anderson there. But if Lenny keeps hitting the ball like he's hitting the ball at Birmingham right now, um, I would love to see what he could do in the big leagues. Now, with Sosa, as he's gone through every level, he's always had an adjustment phase required before he figures thing, things out. And I don't know that, you know, if we're trying for a championship or we're trying for a playoff push, I don't know that he's the guy you want to promote and be prepared to let him, you know, struggle and figure things out because, uh, you know, it's going to be crucial. Um, it's going to be crucial in September when they're making that push. But uh, I sure do like what I've seen from him this year. And I would love to see him get a shot. He's 22 years old. Uh, he's moved rapidly through the system and he just keeps getting better and better. Uh, Dan, I, I can't thank you enough for your insight, your, for, for your passion and for your time. Uh, please, please let us know where we can find all of your great stuff that you do. Uh, I do some writing for White Sox Daily, and you can follow me um, Twitter at SlyDano70, SlyDano70 at Twitter. Dan, thank you so much. I hope we can uh, catch up later on throughout this season. Uh, Really, really appreciate your time. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Folks, thank you so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcasts. Uh, We are on Twitter and Instagram at Lockdown Sox. You can find me at Nick underscore GGTB. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen uh, now make your second listen, Locked on MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, just call him Sully, uh, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, coming up on the next episode, I'll recap game one of the Dodgers series. Hopefully it's a White Sox winner and a quality start for Kopech. I appreciate you making time for the Locked on White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Morowski. Until next time, go Sox.